This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Talk, the culture corner. It is 11.37 and um, yeah, it's an interesting one for me. Uh, even the timing of why we just opted to do it today. Nothing's happened. There's nothing untoward. I just want us to be clear about that. But it just struck me, and we know I don't hide my Christianity ever. Um, when we were at Ash Wednesday last week, um, as we were in the service, a lot of things were said about the fact that during this Lenten period, it is a time of abstinence, reflection, prayer, and grief. And I wondered, why is it grief? And apparently, mystically, mythologically, whatever, during this spiritual period for those in the Christian faith, many of us do face the issue of death at this time. Many, many people are going to be dealing with death over Easter. And so my mother said to me, this is why Barakinakoyal is it It's a time of tears. Uh, the ultimate death being the death of Jesus Christ. But in general, it is a time where it kind of hangs over the aura of people. And so I said to the team, if that's the case then, if we're in that period of darkness, uh, consciously so, then how do people mourn? What, what, what is the support? Um, what are the parameters? What are the norms? What are the practices around death? If we accept it, mm-hmm. then how do we help people process it? So psychology says, in the event of death, somebody grieving will go through these emotions. There will be shock initially. Then there will be denial. Then there'll be anger. Then you may bargain with your ancestors, with God, with your emotions about how you're feeling. Then you'll go through a kind of a depression. Then you'll go through a process of testing, testing and testing. And then ultimately you'll get to a point of acceptance But it is advised that a grieving person must go through all of these and not jump a step and not downplay a step. Feel what it is that you're feeling. Be angry when you want to be angry. Why did you leave? Um, You know, be afraid if you want to feel afraid of what the future looks like. Um, Test the boundaries uh, around you. Be angry, um, but go through it all emotionally, physiologically, so that you can begin the process of acceptance and healing. So that's psychology that says that. Then there's culture, which says many things. But one of them is, if you're very, very traditional, is that you must grieve and you must grieve for a long time. Well, certainly if you're a woman. That's what they say. A year, bare minimum. And then there are many things like also try to limit your social engagements. 
And the question is why? Because perhaps you need your friends and your network to support you during this time. And certainly, why should women grieve differently to how men grieve? Men are not told to grieve for a year. I know of somebody's father who got remarried four months after the mother had died. Yes, I won't name names, but it happened, you know. So why are there different rules that apply to women versus men when it comes to culture? When ultimately, you're probably all grieving with the same depth of emotion, the same sorrow, whether it's a man grieving his wife or a woman grieving a husband or children grieving their parents. And then there's religion and what it also has to say. Um, At least they do say, blessed are the mourning for they'll be comforted. But how do you comfort them? And then there's reality TV. Showmax has a new show titled Widows Unveiled and it follows the lives of the wives of prominent South African men who have passed on. (laughs) So you can see it takes on a whole nother aspect to grief. But who's to say what's right or what's wrong? And so that's the question we are asking right now of the anthropologist, sociologist, senior researcher at the Independent Institute of Education, Dr. Alex Asik-Tipi. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing today? Fine. Thank you so much. Good morning to your audience. All right. So it's a difficult one. I don't want it to be morbid, but, you know, they do say one thing in life that's inevitable, death and taxes. So we will all somewhere in our journey of this life face this moment of tragic loss, hurt, pain and grief. And how do we go about it? Yeah, uh, thank you very much. Um, as you noted, there are some basic steps uh, or what we call milestones in the life of every human. Death, uh, marriage, and then death. Most of most cases, um, that is the trend. And for the first two, uh, death and marriage, it's time for celebration. It's time to... to appreciate uh, the goodness of living and of sharing with others. While death, which is, which is the last stage, is a, is a stage for departure. It's a time when we lose a loved one and then there is a vacuum that is created as a result of the loss of uh, the loved one. Incidentally, even though it is a reality, most of the time, most cultural groups do not prepare the living for that inevitable end that will come. Mm. So even when our parents are 110 years old, we we still just, we live in that assumption that they will live forever in the physical world. Mm. So we are not sufficiently prepared um, for the departure of our loved ones. And that is why the period of grief becomes very intense. And as you noted in your introduction, there is that stage of denial that it can be, this person cannot leave now and so on. Mm. So that becomes a major challenge. And one of the reasons why some families have pets is one way of preparing Mm. people for the ultimate. So when the pet dies, 
they inform the children that um, this is a living thing and it has gone to rest. So also with older ones, so also with our children, so mm. also with our sisters. But most of the time, when we don't have this type of deliberate attempt to let children know that um, death is inevitable, mm. they carry it on onto adulthood. And so there's always that denial that it will not happen to them or their loved ones. Okay. And so, as you say, regardless of culture, creed, religion, it is a reality we will all face at some point. And context matters, right? Where you are located. Being in Africa has a particular cultural um, context or association with death. What, how do we treat death in Africa, doctor? Um. This question is very, very complex. Complex in the sense that um, we have as many traditions as we have cultures in Africa. Mm. And in Africa, we have more than 3,000 cultural groups and uh, practices. So it differs from one region to the other. Um, it also becomes even more complicated when you, in- when you include the religious dimension to mm. it. So it is very, very broad and diverse um, from those who do not necessarily um, have a period of mourning that is defined. Once the, the loved one dies, within 24 hours, they must be buried and yeah. then they must move on. While there are those that um, when the, the loved one dies, they don't have to think of the burial until probably a year after. So that puts them under enormous uh, pressure as they plan towards the final rites, mm-hmm. the burial, and then the, the mourning now continues, especially with the partner and the immediate family. Right. So it's very, very broad in so many ways. I'm glad you've raised this because it speaks to, as, as you're saying, the, the, the cosmopolitan multiculturalism of Africa. So uh, those cultures, especially in the uh, North Africa and East Africa that have been strongly influenced by Arab and Islamic um, uh, practices, their mourning period is literally 24 hours. There's got to be a burial within 24 hours in accordance with Islamic rites. And then you begin the process of emotionally unpacking it after the burial. Whereas in Southern Africa, we have the burial within a week. So it is from the moment you receive the news then you've got a week to plan the funeral. So you've got a week to digest it. There's the burial, and then you can continue with your private mourning. In West Africa, I've always been fascinated, especially in countries like Ghana and Cameroon. A person can die today, but the burial, the actual burial, will be in July. So you literally have to wait three months before there's a funeral. And in that three months, what are you doing? Yeah, that is a good. That that is the question. Um, and you are quite right, especially with West African countries, um, Nigeria inclusive. Um, sometimes the dead can be in the mortuary for up to six months, and in some cases, nine months to twelve months. Um, traditionally, it wasn't really so. Um, most of the time, those that even um, embalm their dead will allow the dead to only be exposed for about uh, 72 hours. 
but with modernization, with uh, travels and so on, it becomes expedient for these groups to wait for the children and relatives that are scattered all over the world to prepare to come for the final burial. It is always regarded as the greatest honor that can be conferred on the dead when they die and they are to be buried. People who are close to them, their children, their brothers and sisters are physically present when they are interred. So with this great mobility of people, especially in West Africa, some of them go to the UK, to the US, to Australia and so on, once they, they love the, their father or their mother or some uncle die, they have to wait for all the relatives that are scattered all over the world to prepare. They have to save, they have to take permission from their place of work, and then they have to agree on a date that is convenient for everyone before the burial takes place. So that is why they take much longer time for them to have their dead ones interred. Okay. And now let's talk about how culture dictates the grief and the grieving process. So here in Southern Africa, and particularly in South Africa, there is this idea, and I know I'm generalizing, that the widow or the girl child has to grieve differently to the widower. And um, I used an example when we started the show of a colleague of ours who lost her husband tragically, but she mourned and she wore mourning clothes for an entire year. For an entire year, she had her head covered. She had her shoulders covered in a shawl. She wore a long, long sleeved, long dress every single day for 365 days. Hmm. Yes, again, it depends on culture, but on the average in most African cultures, um, that is the standard practice. And it is not just for, it's not just to abuse the woman, as most have interpreted it. It's also a symbolic thing. Um, one, the idea is that the, the widow is not only grieving, but she's also a mother. She takes care of the children. So the idea is they allow the woman to mourn for a much longer period of time so that she will be there for the children. She has to support the children. Secondly, um, is to protect her from her state of vulnerability. Once a man knows that a woman is is a widow, they know that uh, she needs a shoulder to cry on. They need some support and so on. So men can take undue advantage of the woman. So I think the wisdom of the elders was that the woman should become relatively unattractive. So her hair is shaven, she doesn't wear bright colors, she does not go out as she used to so that Mm -hmm. she doesn't meet as many men as possible. So these are some of the reasons why um, in traditional societies women are allowed to mourn much longer than the okay. widowers. In the case of widowers, um, most of the time, they sympathize not only with the man, but with the children. They know that sometimes the men are not as capable as their wives to take effective care of the children. 
And that is why most of the time they encourage the man to marry much earlier when they lose their wives compared to the women. You know, today, I, I think I think this laryngitis is helping because I'm less, <laughs> you know, enthusiastic, feisty, energetic. Because I'm thinking, what allowances for men and their infractions and then women must be austere. But okay, that's the wisdom of old. And is this across the cultural line? Is this is this a trend we see, say, across Africa? Or is this something quite unique to Southern Africa where men will marry relatively faster uh, than uh, widowers will marry relatively faster than widows and widows will mourn for a year or more? Or is this just standard across the board? Uh, from my studies and um, from my from my readings, uh, I think it is it is practically the same across um, the sub-Saharan African wow. region. They have almost the same tradition, the same expectation, and the type of support that they give to widowers and widows. There may be some degree of differences, yeah. but generally it's uh, it's about the same. Um, okay. The practices themselves may be significantly different. Um, in some cultures, for example, amongst the Igbos of hmm. southwestern, southeastern Nigeria, the women are subjected to much more horrific um, uh, widowhood rights hmm. compared to those in the southwestern part of Nigeria. Is it horrific or just stricter? Uh, it, it is actually horrific um, and very, very strict. In, in some instances, the woman is required to stay with the cops for at least 24 hours. And then once they, after that 24 hour period, um, the water that is used to bathe the cops will be, will be put in the cup and then she's supposed to drink that, that uh, water. And then so many other uh, practices that um, okay. are really, really inimical to the health of the okay. of the widow. Okay, yeah. horrific is the right word as you're using it. Let's talk about the rights and practices. Okay, so does it get easier over time, over that year, to mourn? So, in other words, at the beginning, please wear long clothes, please cover up, please cut your hair. Do the rules get lighter with the passage of time in that year? Yes, indeed, uh, it does, uh, because once, I think the first three months are the most intense. Uh, once um, the, the widow has gone through that deep period of mourning, of grieving, um, they begin to relax some of the, the do's and don'ts. And then by the sixth month, she, is also, she can go out um, in the daytime and okay. then come in. What they may not allow is for her to go out in the night uh, because under the cover of night, so many things happen. And then by the 12th month, then she can put okay. on colored clothes and she can resume her normal duties. Okay, so now we have to accept that we are becoming a more modern version of African, a younger version of African. And that's why I refer to the television show, uh, Widows Unveiled, because the women just look glamorous and chic. Uh, some are public figures, so we sort of know how they live their lives with a certain level of uh, liberalism, shall we call it that. And the question is, you know, um, shouldn't culture also start making allowances for the 
for the modern African woman, for the urban African woman. So if I was to lose my spouse, I'll just use myself as an example. I I can tell you categorically, I'm not going to do it for a year. I'm, I'm just telling you now up front. That's not my personality. And I can also tell you categorically, I'm not cutting my hair. Um, and I can tell you categorically, I'm not going to wear black clothes for one year. It, 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 it just won't work for me. But that doesn't mean I'm not grieving. Yes. Yeah. In actual fact, things are actually changing on their own. Um, as, as we say, um, as we know, culture is not static, it's dynamic, it's ever-changing. And with modernity, it is even more rapidly so. So I increasingly, I see that um, these practices will begin to win and other forms of mourning will begin to, yeah. to assume the norm in societies today right. especially because um, for someone like you that you are in the media space you you certainly will not be able to just wear dark clothes and then you shave your hair and so on and i think even parents themselves and um, in-laws they are also beginning to aware they are also beginning to be conscious of the fact that um, things are changing yeah. and they cannot hold on tenaciously to tradition and practices that may be mimical. Our engineer is asking a question. He says this idea of black people, of Africans rather, wearing black, he says he read somewhere it's not even indigenous culture. It's actually a a colonial export. Um, Well, in some parts it is indigenous. Amongst Yorubas of southwestern Nigeria, um, it is this indigenous. They use their indigo dye, which is deep blue, uh, right. as a as a as a as a color for mourning. However, it is not it's not general. Amongst the Twi, for example, of um, Ghana, mm. uh, white is the color for mourning. White black is uh, for celebration, for weddings, and so oh. on. Uh, so it is not it is not general. Um, Amongst um, some tribes in the south southern part of Nigeria, mm-hmm. they use red as um, the pure form of mourning. So the color is not is not uniform. Um, it is. I'm not sure if yeah. uh, the colonialists actually brought that idea that okay. black is synonymous with mourning. Okay. I think it was a coincidence that okay. um, that is the case. Yeah, I think I think in Asia as well, you wear white to a funeral and you wear red to a wedding. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Paul yeah. Uh, has a comment quickly. Hi, Paul. Paul. Uh, the, hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead. I'm asking this question. Uh, nocturnal burial. It seems like there are tribe. There will be tribes that will bury their kings uh, at night. Mm. And now I'm asking, does it? apply to the queen as well. Oh, beautiful question. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Alex, I think we saw this with the burial of the late Zulu king. Yes. Yes. Um, And it goes with a whole lot of uh, tradition and practices. For those who who hold both physical and spiritual position in, Mm. in the society, when they die, usually they are not buried in broad daylight. Um, in those days, in some cultures, they take them to the groove where only the selected few are permitted right. to participate in that um, funeral, which is accompanied by some rituals. The same thing with uh, priestesses and um, and priests, chief priests. They, because of the position they hold, certain rituals must be performed, and it is 
these mm -hmm. rituals are not um, are not the consumption okay. of the public. So they have okay. to do that in the night. Yeah. Okay. As we wind down the conversation, some people have said, especially a life well lived, should be a death should be a celebration of life. And so whilst there'll be tears, it's inevitable. But really, we should also be treating this mourning period as a period of joy. Why, why are we insisting people must be austere, sad, not happy, not drinking alcohol, those kinds of things? <laughs> uh, uh, it is just the respect that uh, is accorded to the dead. Um, but once the dead is interred, um, it is time for celebration. Uh, if I will, the the, Af the, Af the African culture does not see death as a termination of life. It is a transition from the physical world to the supernatural world, where they join the ancestors and then they oversee and protect the living right. and, their, and their loved ones. So we really, even though we we mourn and we we feel sad that we no longer see our loved ones. We are still happy that um, they have gone to join the ancestors, especially when they have lived a good life. Um, they live to a ripe old age. Um, but the truth is, even if they live up to 130 years, we still feel their absence. Yeah. That is why we grieve. But once the interment is done, um, it is time to celebrate. In traditional societies, um, the, the dengon is, the, the, you have um, salutes, you have palm wine, you have food, and then okay. they celebrate the, the departed oh, because he has, they have gone to join the ancestors. Well, in death is life. And I think that's it a beautiful life. place. I like that. Yes. Uh, that's a beautiful place to leave it. Dr. Alex Asakpiti, who ha is an anthropologist, a sociologist at the Independent Institute of Education, just talking us through uh, an interesting culture corner this Wednesday. It's been Power Talk. We do it again tomorrow. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.